0: My best friend has my best
1: friend walks with a tail in the air. Welcome my to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. This episode is one part of my hour-long NPR show heard every Sunday on WLIW FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island where it has broadcast continuously for 14 years. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, everything your dog wants you to know, as well as the Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know, because I care about people who care about cats, dogs, and other creatures who share our planet. I'm also the founder and director of the New York Dog Film Festival and the New York Cat Film Festival, which travel America and Canada, supporting local animal welfare groups. I could not bring you this show without the support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian who's created a variety of litters to please any cat, as well as inventing clean protein cat foods based on the protein found in cats' natural prey. This show is also made possible with the generous sponsorship of Waruva, the Foreman family-owned pet food company named after their rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa, where all their recipes in cans and pouches are human edible because they're made in a human food facility. This is a pretty unusual interview for me to be having. It is about a film that I chose for the Dog Film Festival October 23rd. It is one of the most delightful narrative films I've ever had in the in the festival, meaning it has a script and an actress one actress carries this film along with a very cute elderly dog but it is this actress ruth smith who made me want to do this interview i was kind of knocked back off of my chair when i first started watching this movie i thought who is this extraordinary young lady so i wanted to know more about you ruth smith and tell the world that i think i have seen the next jennifer lawrence and i mean that in a very serious way <laughs> i i and i did not i did forewarn you that i might say things that made you feel a little uncomfortable but they're all about praise you are absolutely luminescent on the screen you own the screen without any effort it's quite a beautiful thing to to see a young woman with such command of your presence on the screen and all of it turned to a dear, ancient little dog in this sad little movie, sad, happy movie called Adam. Can you explain a little bit about how you wound up being the star of this movie? And I believe you will be an extraordinary star going forward if you get the breaks that people should get in life who are, who are obviously wondrous talents. How did you wind up as a 16-year-old homeschooled sophomore in El Paso, Texas? How did you wind up in Hope's film?
0: Well, um, actually, it's a really funny story. I've known Miss Hope for, I want to say six years now. Um, For a short period of time, I attended a private school that specialized in helping people who have ADHD and dyslexia. And I met Miss Hope there, and I was in her theater arts program. And I kept in contact with her for several years after. And last summer, she contacted me and my mom and she was like hey I'm gonna be doing this short film about a girl and her dog and I immediately thought of you to be the star in it I was wondering if that would be something you'd be interested in and so obviously I was pretty ecstatic about it because I (laughs) up until (laughs) up until Adam I'd never been in anything that was any sort of film stage acting had been my thing and so it just kind of all progressed from there well that's pretty
1: unusual because I think in the modern culture so much attention is given to film stardom. Obviously you weren't didn't set out to be a star. I happen to genuinely believe in my heart of hearts you will be a star and I hope it doesn't mess up your life because that's the hard part not the part of being a star. But it, oh, this, idea, this idea of TikTok and you even before that, YouTube and all these various ways in which people put themselves out there with a certain amount of brash vulgarity and, and complete emptiness to be noticed, to be taken, you know, to be to get attention is the opposite of somebody who wanted to study acting on the stage, which is highly disciplined and a craft an art and a craft and something you study as opposed to just something you just randomly do. So you were in this private school because of learning uh, learning challenges. I'm trying to use the politically correct word. Uh,
0: yes, uh, it'd be learning disabilities.
1: <laughs> okay, call it um, learning have- disability. Meanwhile, you're 16 and headed to college. So how disabled could you possibly be?
0: <laughs> um, I have dyscalculia and dysgraphia, which is... In simple terms, it's just dyslexia, but with numbers. Ooh, me too. So math has never been one of my strong suits.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I never knew the exact name of it. I mean, I sort of knew. But I, I remember once fainting at an algebra test. It was I it was in a school in Rome, and I remember passing out that she handed out the tests and I oh, pass yeah. out because I had no idea how to do it I mean I'd been in the class the whole time so I can certainly empathize when I was going to school there weren't fancy names for anything by the way everyone just plugged along so it's very good that you got help for that but as a 16 year old you're going to college is that right
0: Ah, uh, yeah I'm doing a lot better in a lot of the things that I was initially struggling in. And I ended up deciding that I wanted to push forward and get into college just because I think it'll be easier for me in the long term.
1: Wow. And I hope that they've got acting classes or something. I hope that you can continue oh, yeah, with, with that part of your life. The dog and Adam, people are thinking, okay, this is dog talk. This is not, you know, actor Studio 101. But it's fascinating <laughs> to see a young person actress emerge and bloom in a short film that you just own every minute of it. it there's a f- saying in Hollywood that the that the camera loves certain, ac- certain faces. It just loves them. You can't take your eyes off that person when the camera's on them. It isn't just about being pretty or beautiful. It's some other quality. And it's not something you can manufacture or fake or even work at. You either got it or you don't. And you have it. And your co-star is this funny little dog. now, is he also cast in the movie or did you bring him along as your co-star? Well um Adam is actually Miss Hope's dog. Wow, the director's dog and and you it's the director's dog Well, you act with him as if you grew up with him just like the character in the movie and are very concerned about his his declining years and his health and you're very alone with this dog. How long, how much time did you have, how much rehearsal time did you have with him? And, you know, when they make movies with fancy actors, they talk about, you know, bonding and doing table reads and rehearsing. How much (laughs) time did you get to have it seem as though you and Adam are really, you know, mother and child or owner and dog?
0: Well, um, I had met him a few times and, you know, just tried to see if I could make sure that I could bond with him really well. And I think a lot of the things that helped me really try to solidify that is I have my own dog, Lucky. And the bond that I have with Adam in the film is very, very similar to the one that I have with my dog in my personal life. So it was really easy for me to kind of transfer that over onto Adam because I'm such an animal person at heart. And it was just one of those things that I could just Oh, yeah, well, Adam's my little dog
1: friend now, and you could just make mm-hmm. pretend, which is what acting is doing, of course in in a simplistic way. Yeah. you could make pretend that you were this girl in this house it's a it's it's a very unusual movie because it's easy to empathize with you to feel what you're feeling because you're so good at being an actress and at telling the story of this basically abandoned teenage girl. I mean, in, a, in essence, she's abandoned. I mean, she's not just a latchkey kid. She has a traveling mother who isn't there. And you, the character, have created a whole world for yourself just with your dog. And I wonder if during COVID, of course, you're not old enough to have known, you know, what it's like to not have COVID, the COVID world when you were 14, but I wonder if a lot of people really were sort of thrown into a very intense relationship with a dog because they couldn't have any other school friends around or even go to school. Now, you were homeschooled, but I mean, you obviously would have friends outside of school, but you... Do you think that COVID was any of the – I haven't spoken to the director, but any of the inspiration for this character who's basically in, in living in a bubble with a dog and creating a whole world for herself with him?
0: I personally think that COVID might have had a small say in it. That, And I think that Adam and the entire kind of, you know, essentially being isolated with it's just, um, you know, Elizabeth and Adam – Also, like, feeds into a lot of, like, Miss Hope told me that she based my character largely off of how she was as a child. And I think that that also had a really, really big play in it as well. And in hands with, like, COVID, obviously, there was a lot of people who just got went out to animal shelters and adopted dogs. Because they had nobody else to have company with. And I think that that's an absolutely wonderful thing.
1: And what about the actress – there is – it occurs to me there are two other actresses in it, a a young woman that you encounter on a walk with Adam who makes the strangeness of your character seem more strange in her awkwardness in dealing with the other gal. But then there's a a woman across the street who is supposed to kind of look in on you who's also a wonderful actress. Now, is she a local actress in El Paso, and did you do a lot of rehearsal with her? Or just one day she showed up and you did your scenes together. There's a really good energy between you.
0: That's actually another really funny story. Um, I don't want to necessarily say that I'm super prevalent in the El Paso acting community. But I have had the opportunity to work with a lot of people. And um, the lady that played the woman across the street was actually a theater teacher of mine. No. A little bit prior to me acting with her and Adam. So it was a lot easier for us to, you know, kind of get along and bond with each other and be able to do our scenes
1: smoothly. Because she had been one of your teachers, I'll be darned. Yes. She's a wonderful actress. I mean, she's she was teaching you, I guess, theater acting, but she's really good on film. I mean, it's funny because the the characteristics that work in theater, which is sometimes playing to the top balcony, right? Projecting your voice and projecting your emotion and working at it in a sense – there's something slightly artificial about stage acting. I mean, that's built into it. Is the opposite of film acting, where less is always more, and you never play to one should never play to the camera or ham it up in any way, right? It's the opposite, whatever the opposite yeah. of that is. And you have that in a such a natural way that it really is sort of like watching a star be born. It's like, I can't believe it. <laughs> scene after scene that could have been just played like who's you know who's eating at Gilbert Grape you know just like way weird it wasn't weird we could feel this character and her sweetness and her loneliness and her pain and her concerns but without ever thinking I you could I one could feel a little sorry for the character but at least she had Adam this funky little old dog but we never felt sorry for you we just thought gosh this must be hard for her When you were doing it, did you ever think of her as weird or odd?
0: Well, I don't think so. I grew up kind of being the weird, odd, quirky, out-of-place kid. Yeah. And so I just kind of adopted her and kind of just, whenever I play a character, whether it be on stage or in film, I kind of try to take that character in and treat them as my own and give them little bits and pieces of myself. Nice. Whether that be my personality or anything else. And I just kind of adopt them and turn them into something that I love and that I feel is a piece of myself. But I never really thought, oh, well, she's odd. I just thought, oh, well, that's a really large reflection of who I am as a person, you know? Interesting.
1: Yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. And and in essence, that's what Actor Studio style of acting is, is to bring yourself to it, right? To, To bring your memories or realization about yourself or experiences you've had to a part. When you were doing it, how long did it take to shoot the film? It's a short film, but it feels incredibly polished and professional. So was it many days or many weeks?
0: I'd like to say it was about a week, maybe a week and a half. It was set up so that we had you know ample amounts of time to be able to not only take breaks but make sure that we could get all of our shooting in. If I may be honest I was actually a little bit shocked because I was so used to acting on stage and I kind of sort of at the time thought that oh well you just have to do everything once but it was really more oh, the thing of well right. you have to do it wh- you have to do it several times here and then we have to move the camera and do it several times here and so it was a very unique and interesting process for me but I really enjoyed it.
1: That's a really good point. It's one of the things about being in a film and and Adam did very well. He never seemed to be bothered by any of it. He just was happy to be there. Mr. Chill, right? I mean, he wasn't <laughs> you never saw him the way you see some acting dogs panting which is a sign of stress. I mean, it could also be warm, but usually it's stress. And Adam was like, this is a walk in the park. This is just a normal day for me. He was very believable. He did a great job, too, but I can't interview him, of course. But he played a very <laughs> fine senior dog, and I'm, I think that your very positive energy must have, have rubbed off on him. But there is a quality of taking multiple takes when doing films, which is kind of startling. Because you can, you know, the the director says roll and everything seems to have come out well and says, well, let's try that a different way. And that is something that a stage actress, as you say, would never do. Now, the other thing is the stage actress has to do that same part every night if you're successful for a really long time and a bunch of matinees thrown in. So you do repeat it, but not over and over in the moment. You just have to bring that same performance over and over, over a period of time. It's kind exactly. of a flip side, right?
0: Yeah. It was a really, really unique shift. Yeah. And actually, the funny thing about when I was working with Adam, well, Miss Hope, um, he Adam's her dog. And so initially, the first couple of scenes that I shot with him, all he wanted to go do was sit with Miss Hope. Cause oh, of Miss course. Hope his mom. Yeah. So a lot of the time, I'd end up having like treats in my pocket. <laughs> or, you know, I'd just be like, come here, Adam. Come on, we have to pretend that we're best friends. I know that I'm
1: not your mom. <laughs> and, the, and yet, you have such a great scene where you're talking to a vet on your phone and referring to yourself as, as his mom in the most charming, self effacing way. I think one of the hardest things for an actor to do is play a close up where they're talking on the phone to nobody and rendering <laughs> it very believable. And you, you just were incredible. It was just you in the kitchen and we really were there with this charming girl being worried about her dog and and probably nobody was worried enough about her but it but in the end it was it was so touching. Well, Ruth Smith, I hope I'm right as we're as we're winding down our time. I hope I'm right that you have an extraordinary acting career ahead of you and I hope that you do it on the stage and on the screen because the stage will ground you and the screen will will uh who knows what it'll do, send you up into the clouds. But you are a gift, a gift as an actress. And this film is so touching and so genuine and so original. I'm very excited for people to be able to see it in the Dog Film Festival. And I hope it will get other showings somehow, somewhere else. And when you when you've got your name above the title somewhere sometime, I'll interview you again. And even if there's not a dog in the movie, okay? I wish you all the very best. You're totally amazing. I hope that you really rock it at college, and I look forward to everyone enjoying the film at the Dog Film Festival. Thank you, Ruth.
0: Thank you so very much. I hope that you can see me on screen another time soon.
1: Well, that's that's right. We all have to hope and wish for those things. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. There are a few more very special companies that make this show possible, and I hope you will support their support of my mission to entertain and educate. Merrick Pet Care, which began as a family-run company in Texas 30 years ago, is still making natural pet food I feed my own dogs. They also provide nutrition to pet shelters in Chicago and Texas and free food for the service dogs for veterans from canines for warriors. Cradle which makes CBD calming products to reduce stress for dogs using broad-spectrum CBD from U.S. grown hemp, formulated with a proprietary blend of nutraceutical ingredients. My Wanda Weimariner couldn't get through thunderstorms without their cradle melts. Earth Animal, which is privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, creates holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition and makes innovative foods like the hybrid dog food Wisdom, which sometimes is all that Maisie Hotchner will eat. Evermore Pet Food, which is privately owned by two extraordinary women who cook dog food from the most pristine human edible ingredients and ship it to your door in frozen pouches, is higher quality and more ethically sourced than my own food. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this shorter version of Dog Talk and Kitties Too. And we'll listen to other episodes sometime soon.